the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. CNBC, I'm Seema. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. Talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Talking stock markets. Talking drama. Save the drama for your mama. But holy snikes. I had to drive in today. If you're out there driving, please be careful. That was the craziest drive I've had in a while. Citigroup's going to cut 11,000 jobs, $1.1 billion in costs. That's a lot of costs. Citigroup announced it plans to cut 11,000 jobs and close branches in a restructuring effort that will result in a fourth quarter charge of about $1.1 billion. Wow. Obama stressing the need to raise the debt limit without drama. I don't think the Republicans are going to give that to him. President Barack Obama is going to renew his case for tax hikes on wealthy Americans to avert a year in fiscal crunch and call for a smooth increase in the nation's borrowing limit. In a speech to a business group today, those are some of the drama stories that are unfolding this morning. Not a lot going on on Wall Street. So far, so quiet month of December goes. There's a huge purchase today. Huge merger acquisition. We'll talk about that. Take a look at the numbers. We got the Dow up 30. NASDAQ down 20. S&P 500 down 1. But the big story of the day was yesterday. And what happened overseas this morning and maybe a little bit on that merger, and maybe a little bit on jobs numbers. Some of this is all being painted incorrectly or statistically wrong due to Hurricane Sandy Duncan, brought to you by Wheatman's. Tuesday's action, pretty nondescript, a lot of back and forth, a lot of fiscal cliffs back and forth, stopping the market from rallying. Today, a big jump in China, a supportive speech from the new leader, Xi Jinping, provided a huge boost for global equity markets. Xi Jinping noted some tax reform, some urbanization, bigger price-setting role for the market as key objectives. Shanghai Composite Index up 2.9%. New leader didn't actually announce any new stimuli, but presumed by his remarks that he's heading in that direction sooner rather than later. European markets not up as much, up only 1.2%. But ultimately, retail sales were lower in Europe, below expectations. Again, keeping that trained eye on their recessionary levels. Europe's not growing. 
up to the United States, China, to grow. Big economies can push the world. So the ADP employment change report for November didn't produce any major surprises. 118,000 private sector jobs were created in November versus expectations of 125,000. The October change was revised only slightly to 157,000 from 158,000. Superstorm Sandy sliced 86,000 jobs from payrolls. Adding those jobs back, the headline number would have been about 200,000, which would have been a pretty good number. So we're playing the extrapolation game. Oh, my. Third quarter productivity in the United States revised up from 1.9% to 2.9%. That's the fastest rate since 2010. If we're more productive, we're more profitable. But at some point in time when you're not as productive, we hire more people. Unit labor cost declined 1.9% versus expectations of a one-tenth of a percent reading. So labor cost down. That sharp downward move was odd. It talks about output that occurred because it didn't really change the hours worked. Netflix video subscription service trumped pay TV channels that grabbed the rights to show Disney movies shortly after they finished their runs in theaters. So Netflix in the year 2016 will be able to show Disney films. Pretty big breakthrough for Netflix. It's trying to add more recent movies to a popular service that streams video over high-speed internet connections. Netflix is going to have exclusive rights to offer the first-run movies through its streaming service. They trump HBO stars and Showtime on that. If you have a child and you want to put your child in front of a TV and you have cable, you can go to HBO, you can go to stars, you can go to Showtime and see kids' channels and, you know, figure out what Disney G film they could watch without freaking out and seeing PG violence. So it's a pretty big win for Netflix. It's the first time that Hollywood, a major Hollywood studio, it sold coveted rights to Netflix instead of a premium TV network. DreamWorks Animation licensed the pay TV rights to movies to Netflix last year under a deal that begins in 2013. But those movies don't wield the same box office appeal that, say, says Disney, Pixar Animation, and Marvel. Marvel. That's a pretty big win. It's a pretty big win. Citigroup's eliminating 11,000 jobs, taking a $1 billion charge in an effort to drive down costs and increase profitability. There's just not as much money anymore in institutional banking as there used to be. That's a negative on some levels. It's a positive on others. Negative in the sense that financials used to drive the United States economy. Now, not so much. Huge industry-wide slump in trading and investment banking. Huge or stiffer capital requirements. Goldman Sachs, Morgan Stanley, UBS, all amongst the rivals that also are reducing costs. Very logical next step into the group's transformation. Cutting jobs, especially in growing markets. It's the odd part about it. Shouldn't you want exposure in growing markets? In theory, you should. It's 
think of the other big stories that we need to pay attention to today. Oh, Freeport, McMoran, Copper, and Gold. Got to hit this one, right? Massive, massive acquisition today. Picking up a lot of energy commodities. So Freeport, McMoran, Copper, and Gold used to be like a kind of ETF on copper. It's that kind of big of a company. Now you're talking about a play that's picking up more energy as part of the commodity. Picking up McMoran exploration for $9 billion, planes exploration. They're paying a huge premium. The deal gives Freeport oil fields in the Gulf of Mexico, which are hot, hot, hot. We're doing amazing drilling in the Gulf of Mexico. Planes have bought assets from BP and Royal Dutch Shell for pennies on the dollar. McMoran, a company that was spun off of Freeport McMoran 18 years ago, slumps 28% last month on concern that it's Davy Jones, Davy Jones oil well in the Gulf of Mexico is a dud. I.e., they drilled, they drilled, they drilled, they drilled, they drilled. Uh, there was no oil there. We'll talk about this combined company and how they may generate more earnings before interest tax appreciation amortization, about $12 billion. Huge play on commodities. Here is Rob Black and your money on the Wall Street Business Network. Find me online at robblack.com. AM 1220 KDOW traffic. This Bay Area update is... You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. Welcome back in. Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Citigroup slashing 11,000 jobs. That's one of the big stories of the day. Business hiring has been hit by Hurricane Sandy. FedEx CEO is coming out and saying, I'm just made by Congress. Two-thirds of home markets to see price declines. But it's a recovery? What are we seeing here? One big factor that's hitting the fiscal cliff, if Congress can't agree on a deal to halt a series of tax increases and spending cuts, a recession is likely... And that would hit the housing recovery. So even people who do have resources to buy homes will be more nervous. So it could take a big bite out of the profits for high-end sellers. They'd realize higher tax increases, capital gains from 15% to 20 to maybe higher. So it's going to be interesting to see. To get your calls in the air, it's 800-516-1220, 800-516-1220. SP 500 is down 1, the NASDAQ down 20, the Dow Jones Industrial Average down 30. Joining me now, CFP Chad Burton. You can find him online at newfocusfinancial.com. Chad, when I was 18, that's when young Rob Black started thinking, I want to retire one day. It's really probably the first time in my head I was like, what am I going to do to do that? How much money do I need? How much do you need for retirement? And I came up with a bogus number. It was a million dollars. A million dollars would pay me $40,000 a year till the day I die. But then you get married, and then you have kids, and suddenly what your, your numbers start inflating much higher, so to speak. 
Um, let's talk about when do you know that you have enough for retirement? When can you pull the plug? When are you done? Well, it's it's relative to expenses. So the first thing you need to do is figure out what you're spending, okay. including taxes, including health care costs that you have in retirement. You take that number now and you project it forward with inflation, at least 3.5%. Right? Okay. So let's say in, in you're spending a hundred grand a year now, and in 20 years, when you retire, you're going to spend $200,000 a year because that's what you would need. It, it, the value of a dollar is cut in half every 18 to 20 years. So if you're spending 100 now, you're going to need 200 at retirement. Okay. You're also going to need a portfolio big enough to in, continue your inflation-adjusted withdrawals each year. So, Which is interesting that you say that because I think that number is actually higher on seniors. Inflation for you and me is 3%, but inflation for seniors, health care costs, they're a lot higher than 3%. So I think you're going to need bigger numbers than you think you do. Yeah, I'll disagree with you a little bit there because the health care costs are rising at 5 to 6%. But when I look at people when they're in their 80s, okay. they're a lot of times, I mean, getting grandma or grandpa to eat more than two meals a day or more than a couple pieces of toast for lunch, yeah. it's tough. And they don't travel as much. They're just content reading book and playing bridge and whatever than they were when they were traveling a lot. So, and, you know, they're not buying DVD players and, and TVs and, you know, putting their kids through college anymore. So you can run your inflation. You can control it as well because you can also say, I'm only going to be successful if I only adjust my port, my draws by 2.5% a year. And then they know that and they can adjust for it. But if, if you're spending $100,000 a year now and you're retiring in 20 years, you're going to need $200,000 a year then. And you want a portfolio large enough to be able to to adjust the income with inflation, which means that's why you don't you don't want to sp- withdraw more than 4 or 5% at age 65. So if you simply take $200,000 and divide it by .05, you need at least $4 million to be successful in retirement. Now, that's not assuming there's any Social Security or pensions involved. And that's not assuming that your home is paid off. So there's a lot of other things that go into that cash flow analysis to determine how much you need. Because if you're looking at your $100,000 a year now, that might be including your mortgage, which is eventually going to be paid off. Okay. So a lot of you, you've really got to have a detailed financial plan. But... You know, it's 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 something that you can do a quick and dirty idea. If I'm going to retire in 20 years, double my income, divide it by 0.05, and that gives you a little bit of a rough, rough estimate. Do that a little slower. You blew me away with that. Okay, so you take if you're going to retire in 20 years, take okay. your income right. that you need now to live. Okay. Um, if if you're going to have a mortgage that's paid off, you can reduce your mortgage from that number. Okay. Then double that because of inflation over 20 years, and then divide it by 0.05. Um, if you're going to if you're going to have a pension or Social Security, you can take your income that you need right now, minus your mortgage if it's going to be paid off, minus your uh, Social Security that you're going to have on an annual basis, and then divide that number by 0.05. That gives you a real rough calculation, but a lot of things go into that cash flow analysis. For example, I've got clients that retire with 90% of their portfolios in 401ks and IRAs. They're going to pay more taxes than people that retire with a combination of 401k, taxable accounts, real estate income, um, and cash, you know, there, it's an easier way to control the tax bracket. So it's so relative to where you've saved your money, your expenses, your mortgage, where you're going to retire. A lot of people aren't going to be able to afford to retire in the state. Let's face it. And with that said, one of the areas that I see people making mistakes on, they think their house is going to be their pig. They, they're banking on their house being their, their nest egg. They're, if, they're, if their savings, their 401k is not enough, I'll just sell the house. Mm-hmm. What are the, some mistakes you see? Well, yeah, that's one. I mean, I'll also say if you've if you're in that point, you know you're pulling too much out of your portfolio to live now, and you think you're going to tap your house in the next ten years to to maintain your success. Right. Do it now by either selling and moving to a different state or doing a reverse mortgage now, 
while rates are low. I've actually had an email on that very same question recently of, you know, someone who bought a house in Fremont and wants to sell it, but maybe they'll turn it into a rental while they wait for real estate to come back. No, that, that wait for real estate to come back, what? It, you know, it's bottoming, so wh- how long are you willing to wait? If it's negative cash flow, get out of it because it's killing your retirement. A lot of people in this, in this email, this is kind of interesting, Chad. This woman in particular, she said, I'll go rent 1,000 square feet. I'll go rent something that's tiny compared to my house so that I can wait it out, so I can have that negative cash flow and it change around a little bit for me. So people have some sickness, some, some mentality issues, uh, rule of thumbs where they think they know better than the market per se. Well, it might not be a sickness. It might be a morality issue, Rob, because they know that they, they signed those loan docs. They, took it, they, they stepped into it right with the bank, so they have some moral obligation to you know, deal with the debt that they took on. So that well, might be issue is Morality, schmorality. That's <laughs> CFP Chad Burton. You can find him online at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. And I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. You can follow me on Twitter, Rob Black Show. Facebook group page, I Hate Rob Black. YouTube, Rob Black Show. Strong rally in Chinese shares last night. Depends on how you look at it. Maybe this morning, it's thought to owe to a host of factors. Decent economic talk. Talk of regulators giving insurers permission to invest in banks. Market rising to an important level, technically. And hopes the new Chinese leadership's going to prioritize development. And all these things are kind of falling into place. Right now, if you were to put a gun to my head and said, in the next month, what do you prefer, China or the United States? I'm going to say China. If you were to put a gun to my head and say, what do you prefer in the next year, China or the United States? I'm probably going to say China due to fiscal cliff issues. Put a gun to my head and said, what do you prefer in the next 10 years, China or the United States? I'd probably say, why not both of them? That's the game that I play. Why not both? Oil production in the United States hit a 15-year high. Rising 11% from last year. Largest production increase is in the Texas Eagle Ford formation. This is Rob Black and your money on the Wall Street Business Network. little under the weather today. Lego took... Good customer service to the next level of great customer service. They tracked down a discontinued rare set of a train Lego. It's called Lego Emerald Knight Train Set. An 11-year-old boy with Asperger's had his birthday dream come true. His parents saw the train set in a store and said it was 100 bucks that the kid would have to save up money for it. Give them a little financial responsibility training. The next thing you know, it's discontinued and it's a collector's item, 250 bucks on eBay. So, social worker wrote a letter to Lego. Lego company got train set for kid, delivered it, surprise birthday gift. Next thing you know, one million YouTube views. It's fantastic PR. Unbelievable PR. If you're the parent of a child with Asperger's, you know that it's a devastating syndrome. Your kid's quiet. He's pulled back. He's not emotional. 
Doesn't mean he doesn't have emotions. He's just not emotional. Doesn't mean that he doesn't want to be near people. He's just not good at being near people. A lot of parents with Asperger's children will now support Lego unconditionally. That's good PR. I always love it when a company does the right thing. Now, here's a movie, or here's a story, where it's not quite as good. And we see these stories all the time. Movies that are crazy expensive that don't work out for investors. Movies that are crazy expensive that don't work out for viewers. Which is the right answer, right? Rise of the Guardians is projected to lose $50 million for DreamWorks Animation. Company stock hits a 52-week low. That's pretty shocking, right? The CG animated film's failure is going to be another blow to a company that struggled to find its footing on Wall Street. It exposes cracks in film schedules. Film schedules that are overly reliant on animated fare. Rise of the Guardians, when I look at it, just it freaks me out. I wouldn't want to see that if I was a kid. It's produced for $145 million. It's got the voices of Hugh Jackman and Chris Pine. Chris Pine. Captain Kirk. New generation of Captain Kirk. Stifled Necklace. Changes rating on DreamWorks from a hold to a sell, citing what he referred to as a somewhat weak international opening. But even more importantly, when you take a look at their next couple movies they're coming out with, The Crudes, Turbo, Mr. Peabody, and Sherman. Mr. Peabody and Sherman, if I am correct, I didn't like that cartoon as a kid. Like, are you kidding me? Monsters, Inc. is going to get a 3D re-release. Other than that, there ain't a lot of movies out there that anyone really wants to see for uh, animation purposes. The Croods is an animated film set in a prehistoric era. Just what we need, another dinosaur film. Okay, maybe I'm being a little bit sarcastic. Maybe we don't need another dinosaur film. Everybody's doing dinosaur. So, a couple things that we can take a look at. 2013. Medical devices. It's one of those sectors that probably should get hit. Maybe already has been hit due to Obamacare. So do you want to take a look at a hot and sexy area, knee and hip implants, put in higher taxes on medical devices, and maybe that negativity creates a buying opportunity in 2013. Kimberly Clark, maker of Huggies. Huggies. I'll take all the cash in the drawer in these here Huggies. I know. I know you're saying 
people actually rob convenience stores for diapers? Eh, maybe not so much. Maybe in movies. But diapers are expensive. I know. I'm going to go see the killers in Vegas, and I'll probably wear adult diapers so that I don't have to go to the bathroom. So don't miss a moment of the show. But Kimberly Clark is one of those areas that we've seen just fewer and fewer babies born in the United States. And it's a stock that struggled because fewer and fewer babies are being born. People are concerned about the economy. People are concerned about their financial future. They don't make babies. I know you're saying that's not what makes babies. It takes a man and a woman to make a baby. No, no, no. It takes an economic future to make a baby. But Kimberly Clark is one of those reasonable companies at a reasonable price with a nice dividend yield. I wouldn't mind holding it in 2013 knowing that there's a financial cliff right around the corner. You with me? You against me? I still want to own some banks, whether it's U.S. Bancorp, Wells Fargo, Bank of America, Goldman Sachs. It's up to you to decide which is the most appropriate for you and your portfolio. They all differ like golden clay. But that's a sector that's got a reasonable valuation, a reasonable dividend yield, improving loans, profitability improvement. Not a bad idea for 2013. And then today you see companies like Citigroup saying, you know, we'll cut a billion dollars of expenses so we can be more profitable. They're not drunk. They're not trying to lose money. Hey, why don't you go sit at your office and go watch YouTube videos of kid receiving Lego train set? They don't do that. Comcast is a company that I'm watching really, really closely. Because on one hand, more and more people are giving up cable television. But on the other hand, they're pretty adept at the whole telecom media scene. Earnings are expected to rise 16% in 2013. That ain't bad. If that stock gets a little cheaper, I would buy into the whole concept of NBC Universal TV movie theme park business. Ford. Used to stand for Found on Road Dead. Now it stands for Rob's going to buy a truck. They turned down bailout money. I think a lot of Americans think, like, hey, that was pretty historic. Heroic CEO Alan Mulally. 13 straight quarters of pre-tax profitability. Oldest fleet in the United States. Can they sustain high profits? Me think so. I know you're saying, me lucky charms. Where are me lucky charms? So, again, some stock ideas for 2013. Notice how I'm a little counterintuitive. I like Brazil. In large part because they got the Olympics coming. In large part because, oh, Brazilian women. Holy mackerel. Again, I'm not telling you to buy these. I'm not telling you that I'm buying them. This is what I'm looking at. You with me? You against me. Now, like, if you want to go real contrarian, you'd go with something like Dell or Intel that's just getting pummeled on fundamentals of people not buying PCs anymore. But at some point in time, there's some real valuation there. 
I don't know. You're always looking for a certain margin of safety. I like the Matthews China Fund for individual investors. It's got superb, superb exposure to the new oriental world of investments. I would much rather buy an index or mutual fund than buy an individual company for exposure to China. Here's my whole extent of knowledge of China's language. General So's chicken. I know you're saying, that's not Chinese. That's American Chinese. That's battered and fried chicken. That's not like chicken guts. I know you're saying chicken guts. Yeah, I kind of assume that real Chinese food isn't like American Chinese food. Are you with me on that? Like we keep it, we, we sanitize things and we deep fry things. I don't know. Maybe I'm just crazy. Carl Rove getting benched at Fox News. Fox News is wildly profitable. I would invest in Fox News if I could invest in Fox News. Because they have a unique audience that they completely market towards. That advertisers completely know what they're getting. It's like the old Fox television. Beverly Hills 90210 was really about selling pimple medicine to kids 18 to 25. They created a show to sell pimple medicine. This is Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Find me on the Wall Street Business Network. AM 1220 KDOW traffic. This Bay Area update is brought to you by Garmin. It's been a pretty heavy ride through San Francisco this morning, all because of some standing water. It's... Welcome in, Rob Black and Your Money. Um, Rob Black. A Dreamliner flight. A Dreamliner flight on a United Continental Airline. Boeing, who makes the 787 Dreamliner, had to make an emergency landing in New Orleans. The flight from Houston to Newark was carrying 174 passengers and 10 crew members. Airlines said passengers had to board a different aircraft and continue on their way. What happened? It's a two-week-old plane. It's a two-week-old plane. They're not providing any details. This is a negative. This is a big negative for Boeing. Because listen to the next story that comes out of my mouth. I know you're saying, you watch what comes out of your mouth, boy. The next thing that comes out of your mouth could get you into serious trouble. In my case, not so much. Boeing's Dreamliners are leaking fuel. Boeing's new 787 Dreamliners must be inspected after fuel leaks on two planes were traced to manufacturing errors. The airworthiness directive from the FAA, the first for the 787 since it entered service last year, will be issued today and require checks of fuel line connectors for an unsafe condition. Like, suddenly I don't want to fly on a Boeing 787 at all. Houston, we have a problem. They're beautiful planes. They're made out of composite materials. They save a lot of money on fuel, but they're leaking fuel. What happens when a plane leaks fuel? 
engine power loss, engine fire. Nothing positive is the right answer. So far, Boeing's delivered 33 Dreamliners, the first jetliner made chiefly of composite materials. It's a plane that they've been trying to deliver for years. For their part, it's a $2,700 inspection to potentially repair. And that's about all you need to know. Like, holy shnikes. In 2009, Boeing had to patch up several sections of about two dozen planes after finding tiny wrinkles in parts of the composite fuselages made by an Italian supplier. The 787 was three and a half years late in the making of its commercial debut. Debris was left in fuel tanks of a 787 test jet being built in January 2010, the same year that flaws in its tail sections were found, and debris in an electrical panicle led to an in-flight fire Like, that's enough to make me freak out, this story. I'm a pretty good flyer. Okay, I drink when I fly. But you get the idea. It's it's disconcerting when you do stories about planes that are having problems. Let's go to the airport. Let's all go to the movies. Let's all go to the airport. Uh Uh-uh. In another plea of me desperately trying to get someone to marry me, Mary, Kate, and Ashley Olsen are selling $55,000 backpacks. I know you're saying, no. Yes. No. Yes. Mary, Kate, and Ashley Olsen have come a long way since they were selling their clothing line at Walmart. They're 26-year-old. I'll take Ashley or Mary, Kate. They unveiled their latest accessories. They designed them with contemporary artist Damien Hirst. Here's the best part about it. For $55,000, and anyone who wants to buy me a backpack for $55,000, they're more than welcome to. I will be your dream date. You can go get the backpack at justoneye.com, justoneye.com. Proceeds from the sales will be donated to UNICEF. They got some small gold or multicolored dots, large gold or multicolored dots, and black and gray pills. I know that's what's the fascinating part of the story. No, 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 no. Who's going to buy a fifty-five thousand dollar? Who's going to buy a fifty-five thousand dollar backpack? But more importantly, one with drugs on them. Pharmaceuticals. I like the idea. It's shock-inducing. Back in June, Peta slammed the twins for using real animal pelts for a sixteen thousand nine hundred dollar fuzzy backpack from. The row. They faced criticism for selling a $39,000 crocodile backpack that ironically flew off the shelves. Amazing, right? They're pretty controversial, and yet this product is flying off the shelves. I love them. That's such a better story than Netflix to stream newer Disney films in 2016. Shortly after the movies leave the theater, they're going to jump straight to Netflix. It's a big win for Netflix. It makes them more of a channel. You know, I pay for HBO because of it's a channel. It's the newsroom. It's 
Showtime's Dexter, Homeland. You pay for those channels. Some of the best TV is happening on AMC, although AMC is just ruining their brand right now with their reality shows. HBO and Showtime, some of the best TV right now. And you pay for it, pay TV. So for Disney to get the Avenger shortly after it comes released, or for Netflix to get Dumbo or Alice in Wonderland, it's a channel. And some people are willing to pay for that. To get your calls on the air, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Christian Ponders engaged ESPN Samantha Steele. She was eyeballing me, but she went for backup quarterback. Bitter. I'm bitter. I'm like Jerry Jones. I'm bitter. They've been downplaying their relationship. To get your calls on the air, it's 800-516-1220. You can find me on Twitter, Rob Black Show. YouTube, Rob Black Show. Facebook group page, I Hate Rob Black, or KRON for Rob Black. This is Rob Black, your money on the Wall Street Business Network. Is your retirement portfolio sagging? Whip it into shape at Retirement Boot Camp, a free webinar with Rob Black and CFP Chad Burton. Join in from your home or office on Wednesday, December 12th from 6.30 to 8 p.m. And let Rob and Chad walk you through everything you need to know, from predicting your retirement income needs to managing taxes. How will you know when you've saved enough to retire? Which retirement products should you avoid? How should inflation, taxes, and health care costs be factored into your savings plan? Get answers to these questions and more during this free retirement planning webinar. Registration is easy. Just sign up today at chadburton.com and join Rob and Chad online live for Retirement Boot Camp, December 12th from 6.30 to 8 p.m. It won't cost you a cent, but it could be the best investment you'll ever make. So head for chadburton.com now and sign up for the free Retirement Boot Camp webinar, Wednesday, December 12th. That's chadburton.com. KDOW, Palo Alto, the Bay Area's business leader. A division of Salem Communications on the net. Scan health confusion. RE. Woman who's 79 years old. And one of the things I told her was my whole goal is to get people to be you, to be, you know, grandparents. There's shirts you could buy your little kid that says, my daddy's smart, but my granddaddy knows everything. That's pretty sweet. To me, and even more importantly, what that tells me is that, you know, you do magical things to children. Right? Parents can't so much, but grandparents can, and maybe maybe parents can now. My generation, they didn't know what they were doing. They didn't. Maybe you had great parents. I, I had good parents, but they made a lot of mistakes. I remember growing up playing soccer. I played soccer three seasons of the year for basically 19 years of my life. Fall, winter, spring, fall, winter, spring. 
My dad showed up to one game. He showed up to one All-Star game. And in All-Star games, for this league, when you're eight years old, nine years old, parents would play the children. So I was an All-Star. My dad got to play against me. The thing that I remember most vividly about this was how my dad moved around the field with basically shorts on and black socks. But even better yet, a bourbon and Coke in one hand and a cigarette in the other. I remember that very, very vividly. And the only thing I need to throw out there for you is that it's not a good memory. It's it's nice. It's a sweet memory. But that's not the best dad. I mean, I'm sure all dads are doing it, but of course I can only focus on my own father. So I met a sweet, sweet grandmother yesterday. And uh, CRVs and IRV and, you know, we, we had some things in common. I like to unplug. She likes to unplug. But my whole goal, and I told her this, and, you know, again, the more I say it, the more I'm making it true. I want to get you to retirement. Citigroup cutting 11,000 jobs is one of the big headlines today, trading down a billion dollars. That headline, reducing its workforce by 4%, sounds negative, but it's positive. Wall Street sees it as right-sizing. Have you worked there? You see it as, uh-oh, I might lose my job. Am I going to invest in Citigroup on this news? Probably not. But you get the idea, right? I like the financials. One day, let's play a game. Let's get trashed. Let's do a drinking game. Let's do shots. After we're good and liquored up, let's go uh, into a bank and say, I want a million dollars to buy a house. They're not going to give it to you. They're going to check credit. They're going to check to see that why aren't you at work today. They're going to take their time. Or let's walk into a bank and say, you know what? I want $5,000 to buy my girl a diamond ring. I know you're saying, you're cheap. Okay, I want $18,000 to buy my girl a diamond ring. I know you're saying, why don't you just get cubic zirconium? It's not like she's going to know. But you're going to find that banks are pretty much so smart. Right? They don't just throw money at you, just throw money at you. Hmm. So that's a thing that you have to learn as an investor is like you have 40 years from age 20 to 60. In this case, it was a sweet, sweet, sweet 79-year-old woman who had her money at Fisher Investments, which I love Fisher. I think he's a great guy. He's a great billionaire. He's incredibly powerful. But I don't think a 79-year-old should be involved in a growth portfolio if she doesn't need to be. I, I just don't. Ryan Seacrest is in the news today. He's about a controlling stake in Civic Entertainment Group, a 12-year-old marketing agency that's helped create events like CNN Grill and NBC's Education Nation. Mr. Seacrest plans to build a diversified media company on the back of his many days jobs. He hosts Fox American Idol. He hosts radio shows for Clear Channel. I 
he's trying to connect content brands and consumers. He is the brains behind the Kardashians. I know. I know. I just heard someone vomit in their mouth, and it didn't come out. It's just sitting there on their tongue right now. He is the brains behind the Kardashians. That's right. That's right. How we care or why we care about the Kardashians is beyond me. And yet we do. To get your calls on the air, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Starbucks is going to open another 1,500 cafes. Starbucks just opened a store inside of Starbucks bathroom. They're going to pop up on every corner. 1,500 more cafes in the United States in the next five years. It's Tazo Tea. They're serving new tea in their cafes. Tivana, which for the record had some sort of investigation tied towards they use pesticides and they say they don't use pesticides. And I like pesticides in my tea. Keeps me young. Keeps me well-preserved. But Starbucks said they're going to have 20,000 cafes by 2014, up from its current count of 18,000. A lot of the growth is going to come in China. Some of it's going to, China's going to suppress Canada as their second biggest market. China's been intensifying its growth overseas and building its packaged goods business back here. Just a few months ago, the company said it would open up just 1,000 new cafes in the country over the next five years. Now they've changed it. 1500 Wall Street likes revenue. Starbucks has a broad footprint. It's deepening its footprint. Continued sales growth in the United States will be fueled by new products such as Evolution Premium Juices via single-serve coffee packets. Starbucks is also looking to improve its food menu, and it's testing a new menu of baked goods from La Boulange, a small San Francisco-based chain that it acquired earlier this year. Coffee consumption in the United States is going down. Tea consumption is going up. Tea bars. I know you're saying, that's dirty. No, 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 no. Tea. Tea bars are starting to open up. To get your calls in there, it's 800-516-1220. If you want to drop me an email, rob at robblack.com. It's rob at robblack.com. We'll take a break here. We'll come back. I'll take a look at my Facebook page, see if anyone's posted anything interesting. Facebook group pages, I hate Rob Black. My Twitter account's Rob Black Show. My YouTube channel is Rob Black Show. Take a break here. I'll be right back on the Rob Black and Your Money on the Wall Street Business Network. Listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. Welcome back in. I'm Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and much, 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 much more. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Don't be shy. 800 516 1220. It's 800 516 1220 to get your calls on the air. Let's take a quick look at the market numbers and see what we have going on today. 
SP 500 down four, NASDAQ down 26, the Dow up two. Welcome in CFP, Chad Burton. I'm Rob Black. Uh, Chad, you're a financial planner. People can find you at newfocusfinancial.com, newfocusfinancial.com. In, in my book, I wrote a chapter called Home Equity Loans Are for Losers. And the reason I did that was I wanted to point out that home equity loans are basically a line of credit, and you could actually get into trouble with them with, with where you put that money, why you're spending that money. I want to talk a little bit about this because I, I think it's, although not a popular trend today, it is something that people view incorrectly. The home is not a piggy bank. Yeah, and we'll cycle through a trend like that again sometime in the future. You know, we went through a debt bubble. It'll take 10 years, but people forget about it and it'll probably happen again. Um, it's it's one of those things where, first of all, most banks aren't willing to do this anymore. Right. Or they cancel the line of credits that are out there. Right. And so if you set it up, it's really for an, an extension of your emergency reserve. So let's say you're in an industry that there's a lot of turnover. So tech sales, for example... A lot of people that are in sales in the tech industry, they jump from company to company, and three or four years later, they end up at the same company again. It's kind of like who's the hot shot for the year. So those type of people, rather than having six months' worth of emergency reserves, they need to have more like a year's worth of emergency reserves, but that's tough to get to for a lot of families. And when you're trying to get enough into your 401k to max the match, you've got kids, you've got you know, other issues that you're dealing with, to, to accumulate that much cash is tough. So I, I would look at it as an emergency reserve. Um, extension and only use it for an emergency. And again, you and I differ at times because like, I don't like home equity lines at all. Um, you borrow basically and hope a, a meteor doesn't hit your house. And sometimes meteors hit your house. You take out $50,000 and you know, there's an interest on it. So you have to you know, outperform that interest. Otherwise, you know, uh, it starts working against you pretty quickly. You assume no other crisis hits. Like you just brought up like, it's emergency money for some people, but sometimes emergencies hit back to back to back. And now you have nowhere left to go, and suddenly your home is being foreclosed on. So I'm not a big fan of home equity lines. I think we were taught by our parents, like, hey, tap the house when you need money. You know, get a, a refi, get a second mortgage, a third mortgage, things along those lines. Those rules, I don't think they apply today. I think they should be um, really frowned upon and, and feared. Yeah, it's, it's you know, first it was tap the home equity line of credit to to buy tech stocks. You know, remember that? Oh, yeah, I do. <laughs> so that just nailed a lot of people. And then it was turned around and tapped the equity line to put more into your home, which then fell in value. The only time I like people to take equity out of their home is if they're going to go use it to make another real estate investment, okay. you know, where they can take enough money out to put 30% down on another property, have enough positive cash flow to pay both loans. Then that way it's, it's, it's a good overall deal if that family is prepared to do it, meaning you're maxing out your 401Ks, you've got years' worth of income saved up on the sideline in addition to your emergency reserves so you can deal with vacancies. The ugliest, one of the ugliest financial scams that I've seen out there is when people pull home equity out of their house to buy either stocks from somebody or an annuity or a life insurance product. That is one of the worst scams and the most heavily sold issues out there, and I mean, there's videos all over YouTube about it. Which is interesting that you bring that up, because in our industry, we can't use the word scam unless it truly is a scam. I mean, it's something that can get you sued, but a lot of people are being sold, you know, an Amazon bestseller, and it's not a bestseller. It's a guy who does a vanity press of his own book and calls it a bestseller, because mm-hmm. it's tough to check those kind of things. Right. And some of them even get on, on, on PBS, and they're telling people to take money out of their home to put into a life insurance product, and it's a, it, you know, a win-win. Like, I hate that. It drives me nuts. My, my problem with home equity lines of credit is people buying cars, buying stuff that they really shouldn't have bought right. because they're, they're like, ooh, I got 80000 from the house, and I'm going to go buy an $80,000 car when their lifestyle doesn't really 
makes sense for buying an $80,000 car. Yeah, they use a, an, a loan that has a variable interest rate to go out and buy depreciating assets, so you're compounding your, your stupidity. I'm with you. That's CFP Chad Burton. You can find him online at chadburton.com. That's chadburton.com, or find him at newfocusfinancial.com. And I'm Ron Black. Let's go to a caller. 800-516-1220. Ash. Ash, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm a long-time listener, first-time caller. Job. Okay. So I want to ask you about a company called Ditko Software. Uh, they have pre-announced uh, earnings in uh, yesterday, and they missed on revenue as well as earnings. However, yep. uh, I see they, are, they have a niche uh, on uh, software products that they deliver, and uh, it's a takeout target. What do you think? I think it's a takeout target. That's the only thing I like about it. Um, Typico Software had a horrible quarter. Do you own it, or are you looking to own it? No, uh, I'm looking to own it. Okay. So you're thinking at the right time, at least. Um, it's a $19 stock. It's down 21% today. It's down 5 bucks. So you're kind of chasing after a stock that got hit. Um, Typico, very company-specific execution challenges with America's core infrastructure. They got some macro issues with the federal government spending pullbacks. Thanks for the call. They pushed some deals due to Sandy. Headwinds led to a huge shortfall. Target's been cut to about 24 bucks. Um, typically, you want to give a stock like this one to three days after it's had a huge disappointment to see if any more selling shakes out. Uh, preliminary financial results for the fourth quarter and fiscal year ended November 30th, 2012. They're going to report uh, complete results uh, on Thursday, December 20th, but preliminary numbers are bad. So they're getting hit on that. Uh, for the fourth quarter, the company expects to be revenue to be 292 to $295 million. Expectations are for 315 License revenue, about 135 to $136 million. Earnings per share, uh, $0.26 to $0.27. Cents a share, non-GAAP earnings per share are expected to be in the range of $0.37 to $0.38 cents a share. Expectation for $0.44 cents a share. This is a no-excuses management team. I, I, I can buy into, let's see if it bounces. I, I personally think there's a lot of risk in that kind of strategy. I want you to try to give it a couple days to see if it shakes out even further. It's down 5 bucks today, down 21%. For the year, it, it's at a 52-week low, going from 34 to 20, which isn't bad. Again, you're not buying at an all-time high and watching it suffer. You're buying at a low for the year. $20 seems to be a level of support that it once hit. Back in gosh, gosh, July of 2011, so back when we had a big summer correction, um, I like the technicals on it at these levels, but again, this is not the call that I want every listener to hear. This is not the call that I want every listener to hear. A lot of people think Tipco is eventually going to be acquired by Oracle. It's a $3 billion market cap at this point in time. It's a very doable acquisition. Uh, there's downside if it if it doesn't hold 1920. There's downside all the way to 12 bucks. So know your risk, know your reward. To get your calls, mayor, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Please be careful out there driving into work today. 800-516-1220. You can find me on YouTube, Rob Black Show. YouTube, Rob Black Show. I got a webinar coming up. You can find out more about that at chadburton.com. That's chadburton.com. A webinar on retirement issues. That should be interesting. Webinars are always different than live in-person events. We'll take a break here. We'll be right back on Rob Black and Your Money on the Wall Street Business Network.
WMLS 297-860. Call Rob Black now. 800-516-1220. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Gangnam style. It's pretty crazy. South Koreans pay less than 10 bucks a month for a subscription music service. allows them to download hundreds of songs. So... Psy's not making his money there. Where's Psy making money on Gangnam Style? 2.7 million, down, 2.7 million downloads in the United States. It's been the number one or number two seller for most weeks since its debut on the Nielsen SoundScan. Song sells for buck twenty-nine on iTunes. Apple keeps about 30% of the sales. So the Psy camp on that level would get about 2.4 million bucks. But where does he make his big money? About a million dollars from YouTube, right? Here's the crazy thing. 1.3 billion views. Biggest viewed thing on YouTube ever, right? Now here's what's just utter nonsense crazy. He's going to pull in 6.7 million dollars this year on advertisements on commercials that's where his big money's from now again he's he gets gigs like six hundred thousand dollars for hosting a party in vegas Sai has been jetting around the world he's performed on shows x factor australia nbc's today show it's popping up in commercials in South Korea for Samsung Electronics, mobile carriers LG. It's kooky that Gangnam Style is so financially strong. Here's another kooky. McDonald's legendary McRib sandwich is about to make its annual appearance. Dun, dun, dun. You excited? The McRib's going to hit stores December 17th. Powerful cult following. Very few fast food items as cult following. Usually released in October. The Golden Arch has decided to delay the promo this year until the second half of December. So get ready for the non-anatomically correct rib-shaped sandwich. It's almost time. Want some more fun facts about the McRib? I got them for you. It's a barbecue sauce smothered sandwich. It's got cult following, but what do you not know? I can guarantee you the, the models at uh, Victoria's Secret not exactly wearing, eating McRibs. McRib came about because of a shortage of chickens. Legendary pork sandwiches developed out of necessity. It was inspired by a southern barbecue. A French-trained chef who once whipped up fancy culinary creations for Drake Hotel is credited with coming up with a unique-shaped sandwich. Patterned after a slab of ribs instead of a classic round patty. 
It's got a restructured meat technology. I know you're saying restructured meat product. It's got a little bit of tripe, a little heart. It's called its stomach. It's mixed with salt and water to extract proteins from the muscle. The whole process from fresh pork to frozen McRib takes about 45 minutes. It contains about 70 ingredients, including flour bleaching agent that's used in yoga mats. It's like eating a yoga mat. It was introduced 1981, 1982. Vanished for many, many, many years, only to come back. So anyway, there you go. Everything that you need to know. Let's go to Mitch. Mitch, how are you? Oh, pretty good. How are you doing, Rob? Good. How's the, the traffic out there today? Uh, stop and go. Wet. Nice. Yeah, so I had, I had a question. Huh? Yeah, I was wondering, uh, what's your opinion on a stock called uh, Corn DLB? Do you own it? Yeah, I do own it. And I'm looking to get more if it's, cause it's kind of gone down recently. So just wondering what you think. Um, let's, let me, this is the core laboratories or core labs. Is it the one in Colorado or the one in the Netherlands? Netherlands. Okay. So that's core laboratories. A little bit of a difference. Um, huge company, big company. Uh, core laboratories mission thinks with the call is it's oil exploration and production companies trying to get the most out of the old aging petroleum fields in the world. They've got 70 offices, 50 countries, they analyze petroleum reservoir, rock and fluids. This is huge right now. How much can we extract from a gas well? How much can we frack? Most of the world won't frack. We in the United States will frack. I know you're saying, don't go there. I know you're saying, what the frack? Uh, okay, I kind of went there. As far as knowledge on this, know that um, it's data intensive. It's pretty well known. So it's pretty well followed. We're trying to get as much energy as we can. By the year 2100, will the world have any energy? That's a good question. This is a stock that trades. Let's see if I can pull up the ticker symbol for you. I'm having some problems with my computer. I know you're saying, lovely. Um, CLB, CLB. So give me just one more second. I'm going to pull up as much data as I can for you. Stock's at 106 bucks. Pays a dividend yield of about 1.1%. But it's not bad. As far as what it's done recently, it's pulled back from 130 down to 106. Back in 2009, it was a $30 stock. So in a one-year time frame, it's been a horrible, horrible loser. If you go back to January... It's gone from about 113 to 106, but if you go all the way up to July, it's had a big pullback since hitting a high of 135, 140-ish. If you go back to 2009, it's a $28 stock. It's got a high PE. It's not cheap. It's got a high PE for next year, so it's that's factored in. As far as core labs, right now, one analyst just initiated it with a buy just yesterday. Calls it a $135 stock. It's a play on the global oil markets, reliance upon unconventional deep water production. Company status is one of the industry's go-to providers of dynamic reservoir characterization. we got a global hydrocarbon age right now, preservation of it going on. 
consistent track record of generating exceptional returns on capital relative to its peers. Last earnings was buck uh, thirteen per share, three cents better than expected. Revenue is only up six percent year over year, so that's not anything to jump up and down about. I like the name, I like the execution, the valuation's a little rich for me. Um, one analyst put it as a sell at 120, i.e., you know, Apple at 700 is expensive. Apple at 600 is cheap. Same thing could be said about this company. Maybe at 120 it's expensive. Maybe at 100 it's cheap. Most analysts seem to like it, though. It's a play on the energy service industry. Um, other names that you can kind of play with in the same kind of arena would be FMC Technologies, ticker symbol FTI. Um, Forum Energy Technologies, ticker symbol FET. Carbo Ceramics, CRR. In a more diversified angle, Schlumberger, ticker symbol SLB. But yeah, it's, it's increasingly complex out there to explore, to develop, to produce deep water oil wells. We saw one that went totally bust, company totally drilled, and there was nothing there. So I'd be cautious. I'd be respectful. To get your calls in the air, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Big merger today. Freeport to buy planes, McMoran, for $9 billion. Freeport, McMoran, copper and gold was a huge play on copper and gold. Now it's a huge play on copper, gold, and oil and natural gas. There's going to be some pushback on this deal because it's that kind of big. So that plays right into Mitch's hand of, you know, maybe this company gets acquired because they have good numbers. It's just everyone knows that. It's consistent. So it has a high valuation. Maybe if you were to buy it, you buy a little bit of it today, a little bit of it in the weeks to come. That Facebook just announced they're going to join the NASDAQ 100. That should boost the stock because they'll have indexes that automatically buy it. Shares are trading up to 27.50 on that news. That's 28% higher than its recent low of 19.21. Stock is rallying after its recent series of post-IPO lockup expirations. So Facebook in the news today. Other stories in the news, service sector and factory orders showed gains. ADP estimates 118,000 jobs added in November, which was a problem number. To get your calls in the air, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. Tax deductions for mortgage interest could be scaled back as Congress tries to cut the deficit and avert the fiscal cliff. Use of the deduction vary from region to region of the country. California clearly benefits hugely from it. Get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. I'm Rob Black. We're talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. 800-516-1220. Rob Black, your money on the Wall Street Business Network. Index up half a point. We've got Nasdaq. And I heard radio station. Welcome back in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. McDonald's own ingredient list on McRib reveals the pork sandwich contains 70 ingredients. 
including a flower bleaching agent used in the production of foam plastics like yoga mats. The entire sandwich packs 500 calories, 26 grams of fat, 44 grams of carbs, 900 milligrams of sodium. The McRib is a restructured meat product. It contains a mixture of tripe, heart, and scalded stomach. Yummy scalded stomach. It is then mixed with salt and water to extract proteins from the muscle. The proteins bind all the pork trimmings together so it can be remolded into a specific shape. In this case, a fake slab of ribs. McDonald's intentionally keeps it rare so that we keep doing stories like this on it. Now, the thing that McDonald's doesn't want me to do, which comes out, by the way, December 17 this year, is the Humane Society of the United States. They filed a lawsuit against Smithfield Foods, claiming the meat distributor houses its pigs in unethical farm conditions. A 2010 undercover investigation showed the pigs crammed into gestation crates covered in blood and baby pigs being tossed into carts like ragdolls. Um, okay. That's why I buy shares of McDonald's. A story like that, do you think that's going to stop anyone from going? I can't watch stories like that. It, it, it breaks my heart. Designed to boost home ownership, the mortgage interest deduction is one of the most popular provisions of the tax code, but IRS data show that only a quarter of tax filers claim it. The use of the deduction varies widely from region to region, ranging from a high of 37% of taxpayers in Maryland to a low of 15% in North Dakota and West Virginia. Congress and President Obama are looking for a deal to avert self-imposed austerity measures known as the fiscal cliff. Mortgage interest deduction could be on that menu of cuts. It's $108 billion a year that avoids going to the Treasury and stays in our pockets. There's an uneven benefit of the mortgage interest deduction, which is popular in high-cost areas, but rarely claimed in areas with low-cost housing. High-cost areas like California, Hawaii, Washington, Virginia, Maryland, and Nevada, the deduction is more than $12,000 a year, easily surpassing the standard deduction of about $11,900 for a married couple. Industry groups clearly want it to stay. There's a lot of criticism towards it. You know, subsidizing home ownership, it's valuable, very valuable for people in the upper ends of the income distribution. Is it good policy? Is it bad policy? I'll tell you what, it's policy that's up for debate. Something I don't like seeing, Santa in a swimsuit. Happens every year in Wisconsin. Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen are selling $55,000 backpacks covered in prescription pills, and people are buying them. I love them so much. I know every guy, every guy goes twins, and they're intrigued just saying it out loud. There's something intriguing. Goldman Sachs is calling the end of the great gold bull market. Goldman Sachs saying the end is here for gold. Improving U.S. growth outlook offsets further Fed easing i.e. the housing market's doing well, therefore the Fed will stop creating money. And we'll see an increase in real U.S. rates, which crush gold prices. They've lowered their three, six, 12-month gold price forecasts. They see potential higher gold prices for early 2013, but they're seeing growing downside. That's damn worthy of noting, because I know a lot of people who are way overexposed. Oh, 
What else do I have to throw out there today? The world in 2100. 20, United Nations has projected that our incredible population growth will level off at about 10 billion people by the year 2100. We're already at 7 billion. There will be a severe poverty, hunger, a shortage of resources, increased urbanization, climate change issues. Will we be doomed by 2100? There won't be enough food. Invest in food. Intel, Raymond James is cutting the rating on a fear of margin nightmare. Hans Musselman, which I just like saying Hans Musselman, which sounds like my favorite Fremont Thai food place, stateside. I could order the Musselman pork. They're contending that 62 to 65% of gross margins the company has enjoyed over the last three years were the exception to the rule. They don't think it can keep happening. Hans Moseman, it's not that the Intel x86 chips can't be competitive versus ARMs. It's just to do so, it would have to be at the expense of margins because ARM semiconductors price in the 15 to 20% margins. Intriguing. No. Let's go to Jed. Jed. Hello. Hello. How are you? Good. Enjoy your show. And I had a question about a company called Lululemon. Stock you own, stock you looking at. $100 workout pants and her friends as well, and I figured they're doing something right. Absolutely, they're doing something right. Lululemon makes um, clothes for yoga. They make incredibly stylish clothes for yoga. It's an expensive stock. If you buy into it, you have to buy for a three- to five-year time horizon. You buy a little bit today. You buy a little bit next quarter. You buy a little bit the quarter after. Or you wait for it to fall apart. I think it's a great stock. Wait, wait, wait. I think it's a great company that makes incredibly sexy clothes. Like, I want to see your wife work out in these clothes. They're that kind of sexy. And you can't say that about a lot of athletic wear. A lot of athletic wear isn't stylish. This is stylish. So I would be an accumulator of the stock in a diversified portfolio, knowing that it's expensive, but it's doing a lot of things right. 52-week highs, $81. 52-week lows, $42. So it's had a big run in one year, three-year, and five-year time horizons. You're not recreating something new here. You're, you're following it. You're, it's momentum. <sighs> Let's see what we got here. Let's go to Jason in Sunnyvale. Jason. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.